if I were going to leave my children with one final exhortation, what would I say to them? Hello, friends, and welcome. Thanks so much for listening. Really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please feel free to share it. Please feel free to reach out to me at d6 at createworship.com if you have any questions, anything you'd like to talk further about. In this episode, I'd like to share with you an exhortation, perhaps if I were going to leave my children with one final exhortation, what would I say to them? I'm getting ready to do some traveling coming up, and whenever that happens, I just think about the words that I would like to leave with my children. And if I were addressing my children for what I knew would be the last time, my exhortation to them would be to go all in for the kingdom of God. It would be to seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness at any cost. To know that the only thing that matters in life is knowing God. Proverbs 4, 7 says, Get wisdom. Though it costs all you have, get understanding. And in this podcast, I've talked about the difference between wisdom and understanding. But wisdom is seeing things the way God sees them. And understanding is knowing how to apply that wisdom to the situations that we face in life. In chapter 8, Proverbs says, Wisdom is more precious than rubies, and nothing you desire can compare with her. And the beginning of wisdom is, is fearing the Lord. And we've talked about on this podcast as well, we've talked about what it means to fear the Lord. There's a two-part podcast on fearing the Lord. And to know that the fear of the Lord is not to be afraid of being punished by God. The fear of the Lord is to have so much honor and reverence and love for God that we don't want anything in our lives to be contrary to His goodness, to His glory, to His wonderful nature. And so we Get wisdom by fearing God, by hating evil, shunning evil, and pursuing God. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13 says, Now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the duty of all mankind. In the King James and in the Young's literal translation of the Bible, that verse says, For this is the whole of man. This is what we were created for. We were created to be in relationship with God and to express the dominion of God on the earth. We see this is what God created Adam for. This was God's purpose for humanity, was to have this free creature that would be in relationship with him, that would be connected with him in the spirit and then be the physical manifestation of his invisible likeness. So when we live our lives according to, in agreement with, depending on, in alignment with God's design for us, we are happiest. We are most satisfied. Our lives are most meaningful. And God is glorified in us. We fulfill the purpose for which we were created. So my exhortation to my children, to any young person, to any person on the planet at all, is to go all in for the kingdom of God. Don't hold anything back. Take risk. Take risk for the kingdom of God. Don't take stupid risks just to have a thrill or to entertain yourself, but don't be afraid to take risks for the kingdom of heaven. 
You know, some people go throughout their whole lives and they never are able to move off of their own agenda. They may be a believer, they may, they may even love God, but they never realize even that they have operated their whole life from their own agenda, from just pursuing what they thought was best or from how the world pushed them that this is how you should spend the hours of your day, this is what you need to do, this is what YouTube told them, this is what the school system told them. Most people get stuck in the systems of this world and they are unable to break out and move off of their own agenda or the world's agenda or the devil's agenda and move their lives onto God's agenda. So to come to a place of complete surrender, a place where we say to God, my answer is yes. No matter what your question to me is or your command to me is, no matter what your instructions are, my answer is always going to be yes. If we can bring our hearts to that place of surrender, to entrusting ourselves, to giving ourselves over to the purposes of God, we will be a joyful, happy, blessed people. The resources of the kingdom of heaven, of the kingdom of God, are available to move forward the agenda of heaven. The resources of the kingdom of heaven are not available to move forward our agendas and our plans. So if we're not having an experience of the resources of the kingdom of heaven, perhaps we need to double check that we're executing the right plan, that we're on the right agenda, because God resources those people who are on his agenda. The Christian life is about using God's resources to do God's will for God's glory. Paul talks about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. In 1 Corinthians 9, 7, Paul says, Who serves as a soldier at his own expense? Who plants a vineyard without eating any of its fruit? Or who tends a flock without getting some of its milk? So Paul is saying, look, no one serves as a soldier at as their own expense. The government who sends the soldier, takes care of that soldier. Same thing with an embassy. If an ambassador goes to another nation, he doesn't. he's not responsible to build an embassy and to run a consulate with his own resources. The government that sent him provides him the resources to do the work on behalf of that government. Well, the government of God has made us ambassadors to this planet, to colonize this planet for God's purposes, to bring the kingdom of God and the reign of God to the earth and to see it grow and grow and grow until it covers the whole earth the way that the waters cover the sea. And God will resource those people who are on his agenda. So the first thing we need to get ourselves on the agenda of God is wisdom. And happily, wonderfully, awesomely, God has made wisdom available to us all. In James chapter 1, he says this, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. So God is so kind. God is so good. God is so gracious. The first step, the first thing that we need is the wisdom of God that we might know his agenda, that we might know what his will is, that we might know his heart, and God will give that to anyone who asks him. So anyone can start. Anyone can start. Anyone can get going on the agenda of God. They ask God for wisdom. God will give them wisdom, and they have to submit. And remember, later in James, he describes how wisdom, uh, the wisdom that comes from above, is different from the wisdom of this earth. 
And so there is a fair chance that the wisdom that comes from God it will look like foolishness to this world. And people who are not spiritual will not be able to accept the spiritual wisdom of God. In Colossians, Paul says, I pray that you would be filled with the knowledge of God's will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So Paul's saying, I hope that, I'm praying that you can have an experience of the will of God. And the way that you get the experience of God's will is to know what his will is through spiritual wisdom. That's knowing God's will and understanding how to apply it to your life. Then you submit to it and you have an experience of God's will, a knowledge of God's will, this experiential knowledge that you have a knowledge of God's will because you've lived it, you've experienced it. But the wisdom of God is folly to this world. It's foolishness to people who uh, are not spiritual. 1 Corinthians 2.14 says, The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. So to those who are willing to submit to him, God reveals and releases spiritual wisdom that allows us to step into, to join the agenda of heaven that he then resources, he blesses, he empowers those activities. When we step out, when we take a risk, there's a podcast I did, How to Be a Risk Taker, that looks at Luke 19 and the parable of the minas. And these stewards are stewarding this mina entrusted to them by their master. And some get a thousand percent return. Some get a 500% return. But these guys, to get those kind of returns, you know that they were taking big risks. And it's because they understood how good and how kind and how generous the master was. And so I am exhorting my children, I am exhorting anyone listening, lean into the goodness of God. Trust yourself completely to God's goodness. Know how good and kind and generous God is and give yourself over to him 110%. Surrender your life completely to the glory and goodness of God and you will not regret it. You know, God takes many people on a journey. Uh, Old Testament to New Testament, when we look at uh, Noah and Joseph and Moses and David and uh, Jesus and his apostles, God is moving people. He's taking them on a journey to accomplish his purposes. And part of that journey usually involves suffering. Part of that journey usually involves discomfort. But that suffering and that discomfort is ultimately worth it. So I am not saying that seeking the kingdom of God first is the easiest route to take in life or that it's the uh, most comfortable thing you can do with your life. I am saying it is the most valuable thing that you can do with your life. It's the most important thing you can do with your life. And it's the one thing that you will have no eternal regrets about doing with your life. You will never regret a moment spent getting to know God. You will never regret a moment spent serving the living God. You will never regret submitting your heart completely, wholly, to King Jesus. You will never regret obeying quickly, joyfully, and completely the voice of the Holy Spirit telling you, leading you, guiding you. 
Proverbs 21.21 says this, Whoever pursues righteousness and kindness will find life, righteousness, and honor. And sometimes in our modern Christian culture, we make our heroes and our role models uh, according to the world standard. And so people who are rich and successful and famous and beautiful, handsome, strong, uh, we make those our Christian role models. But I think God is inviting us to a life of anonymous service, to serve people anonymously and to expect nothing in return for it, to expect no recognition at all, and to look for our reward only from Him. To be humble and gentle and kind and to proactively look for ways to serve other people, to get underneath other people. Jesus said the greatest in the kingdom of heaven is the servant of all. This is not about building a ministry, building your own little kingdom where where we can be famous or we can be the center. This is about serving others, laying down our lives so that other people might see the goodness of God, that Jesus would get all the glory he deserves. And so if we give ourselves to that, if we give ourselves to his kingdom, to seeing his kingdom established, to seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness, to pursuing his wisdom above everything else, to being committed to knowing him as our greatest, highest value, I believe you will have a life that will be so rich and you will have no regrets when you give an account to God. And that is what I want for you, my children. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you.